It's time for Acting Childish with Christina Lundin. All right, and we're live. Hello, uh, listener, because my dad is really the only one who listens to this consistently. Um, I'm working on it. I'm going to get better at promoting the podcast, you guys, okay? I know I've done a piss-poor job so far, but things are changing, okay? Things are going to change around here. I'm going to get a whole social media presence for this podcast, and it's just going to blow up. So I'm excited for you guys to witness my success. Um, I'm excited. I have a We have a guest today. I keep getting guests. I don't know what it is, but um, it's, a, it's a great thing. And um, in the remote studio all the way in, where did you move to, Dan? I'm in Ukrainian village. Hi, uh, Christina's dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Rob. Shout out to Rob. Um, Big ups, Rob. Yeah. So um, you just moved to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Dandries is my guest today. Uh, comic in Chicago. And um, we're all on recess right now. We're all on uh, not really doing much comedy. Podcasting yeah. is really all we can do right now safely, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dan Dries, it's good to have you. Um, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to do anything these days. I know. It is so much fun. I know. What have you been up to? Anything? I know you just moved, so that's exciting. What else have you been yeah. up to? Uh, I moved and I did like the two weeks of like, oh, wait, I'm going to get my like whole apartment in order. My whole life is going to be in order. And then I did that. And immediately afterwards, I was like, well, Nothing to do now. Time to wreck it. We're going to uh, start day drinking as often as possible. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, it's great. It's awesome. It's February, so there's, like, nowhere to go. It's so the worst just... month, yeah. Yeah. I started watching Euphoria, right? Have you ever seen that show? Um, I gave it a chance. I'm not big on, like, super weird shows like that, like, that portray high schoolers in, like, super hyper-sexualized way. So, yes, to answer your question, yeah. I did watch the – first maybe second episode but then I I couldn't continue watching are you into it Uh, I'm only on the first episode and I got like the first 30 seconds I felt a little lost because like the first like right away the main character is like I was born three days after 9-11 and I was like nah 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 nah. that's made up that is science fiction did someone tell you to watch the show because usually usually I take recommendations I'm like okay I'll give it a shot but was this on your own own accord? Uh, I think Dragovich said it was good. So I was like, yeah, I'll check that out. That could be fine. All right. Well, maybe I always try to give shows like two, like two episodes, three episodes. Sometimes the first episode is never that good. So, yeah. um, but I don't think, I don't think you're good. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this thing, whether I like it oh, or okay. not. Like, it's <laughs> one a... season and I have nothing to do. I, I watched all of Friday Night Lights twice during this. I'm for sure getting through. Are you serious? Like, I, I used to love that show. Um, I was one of like the, you know, when it like first came out, no one was really, it wasn't like, that big of a show. I was actually one of the people watching this show and turning other people onto it. And that show is like an all time probably top top three top five maybe show for me it's unbelievable i wanted to not like it because i love the movie so much and i was like there's oh they've they've taken this thing i like and made it like they've stretched it out it's great all right favorite character oh okay mm. uh well riggins for obvious reasons <laughs> um, he's easy on the eyes um but I actually really, Buddy was kind of hilarious. The car, Lila's dad. 
Oh yeah, the turn that he takes where they make him into like He's he like, goes from like the the power broker for the high school football team to like this kind of aimless oaf. Yeah, and like he gets like I think he's having relationship trouble, but yeah, some I like Tammy Taylor and Coach. Actually, you know what? Coach Taylor is probably my favorite character. Yeah. How about you? It's hard to watch that guy in anything else now and not have him be the coach. Oh, I know. Yeah, I actually was like looking at like where are they now, and a lot of them like didn't do much better than Friday Night Lights, except for like uh, what's uh, Coach? I don't even know what Kyle. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, Kyle and uh, Tam Connie Britton. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? She was. Who's your favorite character? I have a feeling it's Matt Saracen. You gotta love Matt. He's the the underdog. Uh, He totally does not belong on a football team, just culturally. Uh, (laughs) He gets fucked over so hard by his girlfriend. Oh, I know. Uh, He's a sweet boy. An art. He's an artist. He's, yeah, he's a sweetheart. It's so funny in those shows, too, because there's like, all right, we got seven characters, so stuff has to happen. Uh-huh. And it feels like everyone except Coach and his wife date each other throughout the show. Because it's just like, I don't know, we're going to pair you two off now. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. That's, yeah, I, I love the like high school like drama of it. And it also like made me wish I grew up in like a big football town because um, it just looks like a lot of fun. But then again, you know, I'm I'm happy with my where i grew up um yeah. where'd you grow up um when i'm actually in my parents home right now i grew up in the north shore suburbs in winneka illinois yep Hell yeah. and you're from ohio right yes i grew up, i grew up in a like very football community mm-hmm. were you guys pretty it. good do you play quarterback um, dan <laughs> God like no, Saracen. no. I was a wide receiver. My uh, my school. We went to the playoffs my senior year and my sophomore year, and then like two years after I graduated, they won state. Wow, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. They were they were a decent team. It was great. My uh, my football coach was like the most intense man I've ever met. But he would have players over for their senior year. All of the players your senior year, you'd go have dinner with him and his family at his house, and you'd meet his like three-year-old daughter who he talked to like she was running drills on the team it was oh great my God. she came in the room he's like oh he's he told her to get him chopping and have her give me a gatorade out of the fridge she was three like, years he just old could... <laughs> and she was three years old she was like a cute little girl and he like there was no like hey this is this is natalie is yeah. hey say hi natalie it was like all right get in here say hi to the boys all right Give him a Gatorade. Give oh him my god, he's like, such a coach. Stop. He 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 like does his job at home too. He's still a coach oh, yeah. at home. Um, cool. Well, uh, now that we're on the subject of where you grew up, so you grew up in near Cincinnati, you said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in. Uh, it was supposed to be like part of the Green New Deal or the Green New Deal, the New Deal. Uh, it was like a small, like self-contained, like neighborhood in Cincinnati. Oh, so the idea, yeah, it was weird. It, the idea, like, it was uh, half of it was like regular, um, like suburban housing, and then half of it was like these weird, uh, like military barracks houses, because mm-hmm. that was the contractors that they used to build those houses during the New Deal. So uh, it was this very, and it was like the idea was it was a like a walking community. Uh-huh. So there was like. Uh, like a golf course and a public pool and like all and like a shopping center all this shit uh that kind of kept it like very uh isolated from like 
other neighborhoods. It was strange. It was cool. Wow. Like, like kid, an actual, you lived in like a, in a bubble, an actual bubble. Oh yeah. I lived in Mayberry. It was oh, weird. Oh my goodness. Um, do you go back home often? Uh, I do. My parents don't live in that neighborhood anymore. They like just moved out of it. Go for um, <laughs> Downsizing? <laughs> Did they downsize? <laughs> yeah, they literally, uh, my dad, uh, has said multiple times that uh that their new house is the house he will die in uh he wanted because he was like yeah i want like not a lot of stairs because my knees are gonna go eventually i'm like jesus christ i know aging i know my parents have have their like retirement house now it's a small smaller home which is fine um yeah but it's it's uh it's wild when your parents start saying that stuff to you because you're like no, 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 you have to live forever because I uh, am useless without you. Right, so. right, I know, I know. And especially now, there's, like, so much doom and gloom all around us, like, and, ugh, and I gotta deal with my aging parents, too. No, they're, <laughs> they're still young, they're still fun and hip, but, um, yeah. cool. Well, I know you have a little story prepared for me, right? So, what were you well, like as a kid, bit. by the way? Um, I was like a very quiet kid. Uh, it like, I did not talk to a lot of people. Um, I was homeschooled though. So I was like, I was really comfortable talking to adults, but other kids I like was kind of shy around. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So like, cause, cause other kids were just like, I don't know. They were, I felt like they were different than me. Uh, I felt like a lot of them, uh, were like, more easygoing than I was. Like I was pretty uptight from like a very young age. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. Changed, like I, I just, what you seem pretty laid back now though. <laughs> yeah, I started smoking weed. It made a big difference. <laughs> oh yeah, that all. Uh, <laughs> I worked on it. Um, but yeah, no, I was like very uh, as a kid. I was like a very quiet, kept to myself kind of person. Um, and I was also like, it was compounded because I was like, uh, I was homeschooled for a long time when I was a kid. How long? So, I mean, how long are we talking? Like five years? Ten um, years? I went to kindergarten at a public school and then I did all of elementary and middle school homeschooled and then I went to high school. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. It was great. There were like kids who thought I had died and then they were like, he's, he's back. <laughs> Fresh out of homeschool. <laughs> yeah. They had no clue what had happened to me. Oh my gosh. Did you, so did your mom do most of the teaching or did you have a teacher come and teach you? Um, it was weird. My mom did a lot of the teaching, but she had also, she was a, a, a public school teacher before she started homeschooling me and my sisters. And she organized this like giant uh like once a week meet up with other homeschool families where you would like other people's parents would like tutor you on subjects um yeah it's it's like a bizarre thing that's kind of hard to explain but we would meet in a like uh in a church and we would it would be like you'd have like bells and stuff it would be like all right now you're going to your third hour class and you're doing spanish with your friend jake's mom uh my goodness so that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a weird, you know, that, that like joke that like calling the teacher mom by accident, mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about that. So. Nah, it was, it was all somebody's mom. So yeah. they were cool with it. Oh man. Uh, what was your favorite subject in school? Um, I was really, really good at math. Uh, it was like, uh, it was the reason I ended up going back to high school. I was like learning it faster than my parents could teach it to me. Yeah. So they were like, all right, you're either going to get like a full-time tutor or sending you to a school. 
Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure going to school. I need out of here. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I also was like, I read a bunch of like mythology. I loved all that shit. Like I read the Odyssey and the Iliad and like all the Hercules stuff. And like, yeah, I was really big on that. Oh yeah. We had to read that. And, uh, and I should have, I should have been more thought of it more as like fun reading, but because it was like required, it wasn't as fun. I'm sure if I reread it, I would like it. Those are pretty complex yeah. books, though. I'll be honest; they're they're a little too dense for me. I yeah. like I like it the was... Gossip Girl books. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, those things are like a huge undertaking. It was like one book per semester for those like big, like yeah. I I should have just read Harry Potter like a normal kid. Those are much more fun to read. Did you end up reading Harry Potter ever? <laughs> Never did. It was banned. It was religiously not allowed. Yeah, wow. Okay, so yeah. you grew up pretty religious, right? Are you still pretty religious or? Nah. No. <laughs> nah, no one who's raised that religious keeps it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I, I Sometimes I'm like, I should go to church. like, But now I can't go to church anymore. No. Um, because no, it's great. Can't. When I visit home now, there's zero pressure to go to church. Because I'm like, I would, but it's uh, illegal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can't do it. My hands are tied. I can't. Um, great. Well, your story uh, revolves around a church retreat, right? Yeah. Let's hear um, it. So I went to like this big, uh, now it wasn't like it when I was a kid. It was just a big building, but now it's like, it's grown to like a mega church. Mm-hmm. Like if you go into the, that church, it's uh, it's two stories of like theater seating. Uh, and then there's like jumbotrons on either side of the stage. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it's huge. Uh, I've if I ever got to do stand up there, it would be the biggest venue I ever got to perform at. Wow. Okay. Uh, Maybe you will. Um, and I have no interest in doing stand up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so it's like a big evangelical church, and a lot of those evangelical churches will do uh, like outreach programs where they'll go, uh, you know, usually they'll go to like a neighborhood and they'll like do a barbecue or they'll hand out bottled water uh, and try and like recruit people to come to the church. Mm -hmm. So I grew up going to those all the time when I was a kid. Uh, And mostly you'd be like, you know, by an intersection, you'd be handing out like bottles of water that have the church's address and like slogan and stuff on them uh, to try and get people to come uh it's uh no one really enjoys it every once in a while you'll meet you'll come across someone who's like really emotionally overcome that like oh my god that's so nice of you but there's a whole lot of people who are like oh great uh a 10 year old just told me like i need to go to church Mm -hmm. uh and it'll fix all my real adult problems like it (laughs) it, some people are very put off by it because it can be a little condescending yeah yeah i can see that yeah so you you were doing that too the, yeah. the recruiting part, passing out water bottles. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to, well, yeah, I was doing that. And one year they wanted to do um, like a big like service project in this neighborhood in Cincinnati called Over the Rhine, yeah. which now is like, yeah, now it's like a cool neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's where you go if you want to go to like a beer cave. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time it was a very dangerous neighborhood. Uh, and it was also like this last, it was, the site of like these big race riots because an officer had shot a teenage kid. Uh, and it was like a 
dangerous part of town. It was not safe. Um, So we went there and we were, we were handing out like bottled water and I think like boxed lunches. Um, And when you go on these things, it's like lots of people uh, are there with their families. So it's not like super uncommon to be like, Oh, I'm hanging out with like some other kids, parents, everyone in the church kind of knows each other. Um, and I guess I went missing for like a little bit, like no one knew where I was oh, no. and they were, it was like high alert. Like you can't lose a kid at one of these things. So all of the parents were like freaking out and looking around. Um, and eventually they found me and I was in an alley with like, uh, just a, uh, uh, like a crackhead <laughs> and he was teaching me how to box he was teaching me like shadow boxing oh my so God. yeah they all fa- and I like I thought I was doing nothing wrong because yeah. like the whole purpose of these things is like we're reaching out to these, these communities we're going to like form relationships with these people yeah. and I was like this guy loves me he thinks I'm the shit he's going to turn me into the next white Mike Tyson this will oh be awesome <laughs> which by the way, I am very, very pissed that they pulled me out of that situation. Because if that dude would have pulled it off and made me into a good boxer, there would be, like, no better story in sports. Like, that is a oh, 30 for 30. 30 for sure, yeah. Yeah. He kidnapped a kid and made him into a boxer. And then, like, I don't know, maybe I win a fight and my I'm reunited with my real parents or something. Like, <laughs> that's heartwarming. Yeah, you disappear and then your parents see you on TV like this up right. and coming. <laughs> oh shit we forgot about that guy oh my goodness look at him now um (laughs) wait that's great how did this crackhead lure you into an alley um, (laughs) not an alley sorry that's um i was i was like because you were handing stuff out to people in the neighborhood so you kind of had to like kind of like canvas a little like just go up to strangers and be like hey would you yeah. like a, a, a sandwich and a bottle of water yeah uh and i gave that to him and i started talking to him and i was doing like i think i had just started taking like karate classes or something <laughs> so i was probably like as a little kid just couldn't stop talking about it uh and i'm sure in his head he was a boxer at one time totally- uh <laughs> so he like saw this as an opportunity of like okay show me like i remember him like all right, show me how to, you throw a punch. Uh, and I did some, like, stupid, crazy, like, any of those kids' karate classes, they're not, like, hands up throwing a punch. Yeah, no. They're, like, they do, like, some silly thing where it's, like, hands at their side, and then you, yeah, you just look ridiculous. It's very uh, uh, precise, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not actual fighting. It's, like, right. showing that you can remember moves. Right. So right. I'm sure I, I did something like that, and he was, like, no, 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 no. This is the way it is. And he, like, started showing me all this stuff uh and i remember thinking like this is cool as hell like here's an adult who's like actually talking to me and teaching me something i'm interested in the church of boxing yeah um that's wild so do you still keep in touch with him i have no (laughs) idea what happened to that guy (laughs) hope he's okay Um, i'm sure he found some other kid yeah right i know um that's wild there's no no greater like feet like scare than losing your kid i'm sure i'm oh i'm sure they're like, freaking out especially in that neighborhood right oh it had i'm sure it was like how all hands on deck like we gotta yeah. find this fucking kid right now yeah how long how long were you were you lost for did you mention that uh i mean i don't have a great memory probably like 10 minutes really that's it um <laughs> i don't think it was a very yeah. long time well i guess uh, i guess that anything can happen in like t- that short of time yeah so. yeah 
Yeah. Um, I remember being like very surprised that all of the parents were like worried uh-huh. that it happened. Because in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm doing what we all came here to do, right? Right. <laughs> Look, I got a new member for us. Yeah, this guy's going to show up. He's cool. <laughs> Maybe he'll, if you're nice to him, he'll teach you how to punch. Oh my gosh. Wow. Were there any other fun church or retreats? <laughs> um, or I got that, in was, that wasn't a retreat. That was like a recruiting. Yeah, that was like a day long, like going out doing a thing. Uh, No, I got in trouble a lot at church. I didn't, uh, I didn't fit in super good. Bad boy. I remember one time we went to go see, uh, you know who Billy Graham is? No, should I? No, not really. He's like, um, he's like the OG, like mega pastor. Like he's like Joel Osteen, like version 1.0. Okay, Uh, OG. And I uh we went to like go see him he was like speaking at uh, a football arena like he was speaking at Paul Brown Stadium uh-huh. um wow. and yeah so we like we went to go see him and there was some like crazy guy in front of the the place who had like an end of the world sign and uh-huh. was like doing that thing where he's like Billy Graham is Satan incarnate the world is coming to an end oh my gosh uh, and I was fascinated by this dude. So we like went in into the stadium. We're supposed to hear this guy talk. And I like snuck away uh, to be like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, use the bathroom. I'll be right back. Uh-huh. I I was probably like 14 or 13 when this happened. I like snuck away and tried to talk to this guy about like what he believed. Oh my gosh. So curious. Wow. Oh yeah. I like had an, and he, it was like, he had nothing. He just like said schizophrenic stuff at me. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, everyone was very mad at me that I like, cause I missed Billy Graham's speech to go like here with this homeless guy or not. He wasn't uh, homeless. He was just out of his mind. Right. Uh, what this insane guy was thinking. And I got like yelled at afterwards. Uh, uh, bad. Um, bad. Cool. Well, that was a wild story. I've, I've done that before too, where I disappear, but my, parents were never like that worried about me but your story reminds me of one time I have a very like hazy recollection of it I was so drunk no but I no I wasn't I was a a child but my parents were young parents I'm the firstborn so they would take me out with them like to bars um I mean they were good parents but they still like they took me to bars with them um because they didn't want to get a babysitter or whatever. One time I was at a bar and they had a room in the back with a basketball hoop randomly. I don't remember where this was, but um, I was just like shooting hoops with like the the dishwasher or something or some random guy at the bar. Who knows if he really worked there. But then when my parents like realized where I was and what I was doing, they were probably, uh, they probably felt pretty bad. But, um, but yeah, back, back then I feel like people trusted others more. Now, like you don't leave your kid with strangers anymore. You don't trust them to just go play outside anymore. Like, Oh no. Unless they live in the gated community that you lived in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, that stuff is like I've a few times been around with like my sister and my uh, her kids, my niece and nephew, and it's like if they're not in sight for like thirty seconds, it is a full on panic attack. I like yeah, that stuff doesn't fly anymore. Ugh, I, I it like makes me nervous just talking about like having a kid and like having to like watch them at all hours and like make sure they don't like hurt themselves. It's just like whoa, 
scary. Um, yeah, not ready for that responsibility quite yet. Cool. Well, um, I know you have like a very distinct sense of style and I'm, I'm wondering if that started when you were younger, if you made like very bold outfit decisions when you were a kid. (laughs) I got really lucky. Uh, I did when I was a kid, and then when I went to high school, we had one year, and then they made us do school uniforms. But I was always, yeah, like, I remember when I was a little kid, there was a phase where I was, like, uh, constantly wearing a bucket hat and, like, jerseys. Like, I always had on, like, I had a Kobe Bryant jersey, an Allen Iverson jersey, and a Michael Jordan jersey that were, like, all I would wear. Uh Um, uh, Yeah, I I liked clothes a lot. When I was in high school, uh, there was, like, three times a year that we could wear our like regular clothes. Mm. So you would go like all the way out on those days. It was awesome. I remember getting like Dicky jumpsuits. Oh, uh, sick, man. <laughs> oh, it was really? oh, I looked they, awful. I looked so they stupid. They had jumpsuits like looking like you're in jail, like khaki jumpsuits or what color? Like Oh, no, 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 no. You don't do, you don't get the khaki ones. You get like, they were all in like different colors. So you could wear like, like a hunter green dicky jumpsuit and then you would have like donovan mcnab jersey underneath that and then like matching jordans like that, that was wow that is a look if i've ever heard of a look yeah um yeah there's some pictures of me in high school where i look really fucking stupid that's fun that's what it's all about i love a good throwback i'm gonna start bringing back throwback thursdays where i'd post old photos of myself because i had some really iconic looks as a what kid. was your what was your like go-to look in high school oh in high school gosh so so bad i would wear wife beaters were like cool to wear for oh, whatever yeah. reason they're so hideous but you would like buy a six pack of hanes wife beaters and then i would wear like a velour zip up a juicy coacher zip up um Sometimes I'd, like, wear a scarf, like, in the springtime, I'd just, like, throw on a, a scarf, like, um, it was all, I was all about the accessories, chandelier earrings were my jam for a while, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. this is, this is terrible, I, I wouldn't say I had bad taste, but I definitely followed the trends, like, way beyond what I should have, like, um, but yeah, man, fashion, I, I miss getting, honestly, I miss getting, like, dressed for events. Um, I feel like, I mean, I just wear sweats every day now, It's and I don't feel like a real person anymore. It's terrible. That's all it is. Oh, it's, yeah, it's awful. I had, like, a stretch during this where I kept, like, buying shoes and stuff, uh, and it's, it feels, it, like, at first it was like, oh, this is, it feels good. I'm like, this is what I would normally do. I'm getting stuff. Right. And then, like, it just sits in the box, and you never have any reason to wear it. And you're like, well, Ugh. it's kind of depressing now. I know. Well, brighter days are ahead. I, I guess maybe uh, by April we'll all uh, be vaccinated. We'll see. Um, but I am looking forward to, to having live comedy back, hopefully, eventually. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But, um but yeah, well, it's been awesome catching up and hearing your stories and your wild childhood as a church boy. I love it. <laughs> um, Nuts. Yeah, and where can people, where can my dad find you on social media? Uh, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter at Dan the Dreams. Um, whenever live comedy comes back, uh, catch me at the Lincoln Lodge. Um, that's really about it. I think I'm. 
I have a podcast called Basketball Stories, but we haven't done an episode in a long time. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling my my podcast, I'm going to try to keep this going as long as I can, but um, but yeah, I might get sick of this. Anyway, that was, I'll end on that really sad note. <laughs> oh, a great endorsement for episode, whatever the next one is. <laughs> this could be my last episode. All right. Well, I hope you, um, yeah, thanks for joining. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Yeah. All right. Sounds good.